0: You tell me your name, please. Wonder fish Is that everyone? You wanted more? Uh, you could not live with your own failure. Avengers! I said We are an unusual couple, you know.
1: Where did that bring you? hello and welcome to another edition of blipped in i am your co-host alan joined today again by my good buddy and co-host kwame kwame how are you doing today my friend
0: doing good doing good my friend man it's good to be back after yet another week of the falcon and the winter soldier this episode is crazy absolutely insane and the irony of it the title is the world is watching what a way that this will all come together by the end of the episode fantastic day for the episode fantastic episode overall i'm excited to dive in my brother this was a great episode
1: it might have been the best episode that's come out in the past three months
0: i i think so man this one was just so packed with stuff and it's just the development of this story and honestly, we predicted a little bit of it in our last episode. We predicted a, uh, quite a few things that are happening happened, and it is uh, the culmination of things. You can see it's approaching the climax. I'm ready, man. I'm ready.
1: Definitely, man, and really excited to um chop it up with you today. You know, there's not right. been much news on the, on the whole MCU front mm-hmm. again, um, but I, I also think that they're going to release a ton of news in that dead period of six weeks between, oh, I hate the fact that we have a dead period when we didn't, when we didn't need to have a dead period,
0: right? Exactly.
1: Like, we could have just had the Black Widow movie in the middle of this.
0: Yeah.
1: But, you know, hey-ho, such is life. Let's let's just go into dive into it. Yes, sir. So, essentially, episode four starts off at the same point, that episode three ends. Um, Bucky's talking to Io. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pronounce her name properly. Because Uh, I've heard people butcher butcher her name a lot, and I'm like, guys, it's three letters. Just say her name properly, like. (laughs) And that you know they're talking about um, Zemo, and you know how he blew up a building where Tachaka was, and then throughout this whole you know conversation, we're getting flashbacks of Io and Bucky, and then we realize why Io was involved, right? Like. These two have history together. And she's doing the deprogramming of Bucky as the Winter Soldier. And I don't know about you, but that just made this whole scene even more powerful with the flashbacks, right? And I thought it was just a perfect way to actually set up the entire show.
0: Yeah, I agree. And obviously, we'll see it a little bit later. But obviously, Bucky's connection to Wakanda is is a lot deeper than we may have anticipated earlier i mean obviously spent some time but um the wakandans really helped him like helped him maintain peace help him kind of shed the the winter soldier code that was kind of engraved into him and you know these guys they gave him a new arm all this stuff so they really they really took him in embraced him as one of their own even though he essentially you know killed their former king obviously he was under the influence of zemo at the time but you know they really embraced him and kind of turned the other cheek and gave him a home when you know you know earlier that same movie they were trying to put him in a body bag but this character development while it was short i thought it was really interesting to see their connection how they had been together and grown so um i thought that was really dope and obviously like i said it continues a little bit later but uh i really did enjoy this piece and like i said it bucky had seemed to really grown from his time in wakanda and we hadn't really I, seen much of him from that but this this kind of explains a bit more about how he's passed a lot of his trauma that he had to be dealing with due to the help of the wakandans
1: 100 percent, and like you said the wakandans seem to really have just taken him him, him in as one of their own yeah. and we sort of got the gist of that in you know in infinity war and whatnot but i think it was nice to see it like actually play out right you know it's nice to infer and be like we assume that this happened but yeah. to actually get confirmation of it i thought was a really important thing for this whole series right like i'm really really happy that they did try and build on this
0: yeah i agree i thought that that whole um Wakandan backstory granted while it was a little bit short I think it makes a lot of sense and it fit in perfectly especially with the return of the the Dora Milaje coming to uh, essentially get Zemo
1: so he's trying to he's trying to play off the Dora Milaje he's trying to tell him that you know they need Zemo to um you know it's a means to an end, as Bucky beautifully says in Wakandan, which was a unexpected twist, right? Yeah, I did not expect um, Bucky to have learned Wakandan, and he seems to be very proficient in it, right? Like he yeah. just switched to that language like it was nobody's business. It was really, I, really interesting.
0: I mean, I guess Bucky's a lot smarter than we think, but I mean, I guess he knows a handful of languages. Even just being the Russian, soldier, yeah, he
1: English, knows a- German, yeah, he's like
0: clearly very proficient in foreign languages, so it's cool to kind of see, again, that he learned, I mean, I don't even know how much time he truly spent in Wakanda, but it seems like he learned a ton about himself, their culture, and many different other things, like he was like later we'll see he was even learned, he even learned, like, how to tell if he was followed, he was able to pick up those little beads that nobody else knew about, like, his, his senses have seemed to have been changed due to being in, in Wakanda, so. Hey.
1: And then, from there, you know, he um, IO gives him eight hours with Zemo, yes. which to be fair to the Wakandans, it's usually a much more generous time frame than they give him. And she calls him White Wolf, which you know, while we thought it was a joke and it was just a nod to the comics, it seems like they're really running with this White Wolf thing. Yeah. It actually makes sense when you think about it, right? Because Bucky is a loner, um, and obviously the color of his skin and where he was, like you yeah. know, as a and it, 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 I think it's a. I like that it's becoming like an alter ego for him now. That he's mm. not just going to be a winter, the, the Winter Soldier, right? Yeah. And it just adds more layers to Bucky that we already did, didn't know much about him, outside of him being Steve Rogers' best friend, right? Uh-huh. But all the extra layers that we're finding out about Bucky makes me so excited. You know, for the rest of the episode, which we'll get onto, but also the future of Bucky as a character, right? I think it's great.
0: Absolutely. He's a very multi-layered character, but initially he, he just seemed kind of like a bland dude who was just, you know, a tool used for destruction. And then he just kind of became like this sad guy who lost his best friend, displaced in time. But this series is definitely, and same with WandaVision, definitely opened up a character that we knew so little about and expanded him to a deep, complex, multi-layered character. And like you said, I'm excited to see, even just beyond this series, how Bucky continues to develop and, you know, work alongside Sam. So I'm excited.
1: So I think that's a good point that you make about, you know, beyond this series. I, the, the vibes, and before we move on to the rest of the episode, the vibes I'm getting from this whole season so far, I don't think this will be the only season of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That, 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 that's, that- the, that's the vibes I'm getting. Unless yeah. I'm like hilariously off the mark about that. But it just seems like this is a story where, you know, I'd love to see it on the big screen at some point. Mm. I love the fact, because what they've done is they've essentially made a really long movie and split it up into six parts. And I think it works perfectly for this type of um, movie type TV show.
0: Yeah, I would have to agree. I could definitely see this because this, the style of storytelling can be done in different ways, just featuring these characters. Like WandaVision had a definitive beginning and a definitive end that kind of closed the whole chapter cycle and obviously it'll blend into movies and other things you can't really re-replicate the wandavision story but you can kind you can revamp a spy thriller sort of you know movie obviously broken up into multiple parts in like a tv show style with the falcon and winter soldier i think easily you know, you have Sammy, you, have Bucky. you can reintroduce these guys, with yet another villain, and get another area and, you know, watch how these guys mesh. So I will be excited for more seasons of this. And I hope I obviously I don't think this will be the, end, the last time we see them, but I would totally be down for, you know, another movie or TV series that continues these two's um, story arc. So I, I'm all excited for it. So no problems on my end.
1: I'll let you take it away for the next part.
0: Yeah, so um obviously they go back. Uh well, Bucky goes back into the I guess the hotel, whatever the hell they're staying in.
1: It's a beautiful place wherever this is
0: really nice wherever they are. Um super nice. And you know, they're talking with Zebo and <clears throat> this is where they they begin to try to figure out how they can find Carly via donya's funeral, since they now know that she's passed. Um so they kinda go to they kinda get together and have, you know, um just conversations of where, how they're going to get to this next stage. How are they going to find what's going on with, do- with Donya? So they decide to go to a shelter nearby and kind of do a bit of probing. Zemo says, you know what, I'm going to stay out y'all. way. Y'all do all the investigative matters. So Sam goes in, starts asking their names. You know, a guy that, one of the guys that he kind of asks about Donya, you know, where they can find out more information about it, kind of turns on Sam's like, you know, whatever people ask for help, You know, they only do it to their convenience and kind of just, like, dip out. You know, they don't really lend any true help. And, you know, Sam, obviously, is like, you know, hey, you know, I have a pretty good track record of being a good helper. I'm an Avenger, obviously. And that's where, you know, the guy's like, I know who you are, but we're good. We don't need you help. We're not refugees. We're just internationally displaced people, I believe was the term. Which
1: I thought was a beautiful term.
0: Yes. Because, obviously, you know, when the blip comes in, lines have changed, different things, you know, The blip obviously has, and this, and again, like we had touched in previous episodes, the blip being a real hurdle in people's lives that is making things harder, I really do enjoy that. It's not just a forgotten event. Like, this is a massive world or universe-wide event that that has impacts that ripple beyond it. So that's a whole interesting point in its own, but... um, like I said, Sam is and Bucky are trying. Well, I don't even know what Bucky was doing at this point. I don't think he really did anything. I don't remember him doing
1: anything. No, <laughs> it, 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 it was it was with Zemo, wasn't he? he was keeping. I think it was like, just kind Zemo. of like sitting
0: in the back on Zemo. Yeah.
1: and so and just no. sorry, and and like like just to, just to throw it back because I think a really pertinent point for the rest of you know this scene, Zemo is eating a Turkish delight right in in Correct. the room. Yes, and he goes, it's my son's. Um, it was my son's favorite candy. Yes, and it's like. He starts to remember that, you know, while Zemo has killed people, there's a reason why it's happened, right? It's, you know, his family died. Mm -hmm. And again, they're recreating that sympathy for Zemo to make you think that he's not the bad guy in all of this, which I don't think he is, right? I think if he is, I'll be super shocked if he's like the big villain in all of this. I think it's going to be a power broker personally. But, like, y- y- you take over from me. Sorry, I just thought that was an interesting. No, point. that is
0: a good point. Like you said, and this has kind of been the theme with a lot of Marvel villains is that they just keep, continue to find ways to humanize them and relate them. That, you know, mm-hmm. even though they are theoretically bad people, they've probably gone through struggles and whatnot that turned them this way. Or, you know, to let them know, even though they're bad people, they still have a human side to them. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Um, But as Zemo's sitting there, uh, he takes a seat uh, in the alleyway, and there's a bunch of kids playing. You know, he pulls out the Turkish delight candy that she said, um, and you know, one of the young girls grabs him. You know, Zemo has a quick conversation, very quiet, so Bucky can't hear. You know, saying, you know, do you know? Do you know? Don't my my friend Donia's passed away. Do you know where her funeral is? The little girl says yes. She's like, could you lead me to it? The little girl says yes. You know, says you know, hey, those two guys back there. They can't be trusted, you know. Just watch out for them. Um, so obviously, Zemo is still kind of playing his line. Obviously, he wants to be released at some point. He wants to continue to find freedom at the end of this. Yep. So he's helping, but keeping it at a distance, which I think is perfect. I mean, what, what's the better? And I really like Zemo, man. Yeah. I
1: really like Zemo.
0: Exactly. So, Killing Nakula's side. Right, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> the dude just hates the super soldier serum that much, so I get it. He really As can't be
1: fair. You know, we're going to touch on this later. Like what it creates, do you blame him? Either. Exactly. No. Like you know, sense. I think he's got perfect, perfectly legitimate reasons for it.
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, he killed all the, the all the other Winter Soldiers except for Bucky. Well, there
1: should Bucky, have been one,
0: right? But It was Steve. That's it. Yeah. But he really he does not mess with the serum whatsoever. Um, but. So obviously, you know, he gets the information from the kids. They go back, and then you know, Sam's like, "Well, I didn't find anything dead end for me." And Zebos like, "I know where it is." And you know, they're like, "All right, so where's that?" He's like, "Ah, not so fast. You know, I gotta keep some leverage here somewhere, right?" And you know, Bucky gets a little upset. He's like, "We need leverage." You know, throws the glass against the wall a little, a little angry, <laughs> of course, but you know. It makes sense. Zemo obviously knows, you know, if you guys just use me, you get everything you want, and then I just take my eyes back to prison. Like, you know, there's gotta be I gotta keep my levers somehow. Smart. So very smart, very, very smart. So that whole scene was I thought I thought it was a good gr- it was a good scene, obviously. You know, I, I really like how Zemo's character continues to develop and he's he Beautiful. shows his smarts, he shows his charisma, and he and again, he doesn't seem like the psycho that no. we thought he was in the Civil War movie. He seems a lot more real than a lot more, you know, sane, just, you know, just trying to do his thing and help. And he's genuinely helping these guys. And Sam will say later that he's proved his worth. You know, he shows that he's helpful, you know, it's genuine. So for me, that's where I really begin to like Zemo's character, that that just continues to keep happening. So obviously, Sam, who's at this point, I'm convinced his superpower is saying, I can make a call. Yep. I don't know how many times he said that, but that's his power. So, obviously, he calls Sharon and she, you know he's like, I know I already owe you one, but if you can keep your eyes in the sky on us. And apparently she has access to a satellite, which, again, is starting to lead me to believe she's working for somebody very important. Because she was able to track John Walker essentially throughout this entire episode. Right. And, and, and literally, at, at the snap of a finger. So, a little interesting. I'm still interested to see what Sharon is doing. Is she... Maybe she's the power broker for all we know. Like there might be something interesting about what she's doing here, but you know that we'll figure that part part out a little bit later. Um, then we kind of transition to Carly and one of her super soldier homies in a graveyard, and they you know they pull a stone off, and there's like a little like uh you call them fanny packs. What do you call them?
1: Oh, well, I call them a fanny pack. Yeah, that's what I call them. Just because, just because I've, I've become slightly Americanized talking to yeah. you guys. Like, you know, it's called a bum bag here, but I think a fanny pack sounds better.
0: A bum bag. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fanny pack's better. Fanny pack. All right. So they pull it out, and obviously that's where the remaining serum is. I'm not sure exactly how many vials it is, but obviously they've been hiding
1: it. There seven. There's
0: seven vials? Okay. Yeah. So um they pull that they pull that bad boy out and Carly starts talking to a friend saying is it okay if we make more of us? Like, is this the right thing to do? Which again, she's still questioning if what she's doing is actually like morally correct. Um, and we see a little bit later when she has a couple conversations with Sam that she's still really teetering that line. That
1: she's and, a good person.
0: Yes, that I her think- end goal is really just to help people, but there's people in her way that she doesn't deem to be, you know, part of her plan that she needs to eliminate.
1: It's it's the youth factor in all of this, right? That's yes. that's where I look at it from. Carly, the the one thing I loved was her associate was talking about Captain America and how much she loved Steve. And Carly's like trying to make fun of him, but yeah. then she's like got this begrudging respect for Steve as well, right? Yeah, and I think it just harkens back to the fact that people don't respect Captain America which is what we said last week they respect Steve himself right? It's
0: it's simply a symbol but the man who made the symbol well known which Carly says like hey that shield is a forgotten symbol this new guy is not the same guy that Steve
1: precisely
0: the dude looked up to Steve. He said, you know, I I was, I was a big huge captain America fan when I was a kid, which again, like we had talked about in last week's episode is that the sim that Steve was the reason that captain America became this globally iconic figure, not just because he had a shield and a costume that had nothing to do with it. He could have been wearing, you know, a t-shirt, a a white t-shirt with holes in it. But the man that he was, was bigger than the icon and I think that's a huge point and obviously we see that continues to be a <coughs>
1: he could have wore a super dry hoodie like I am right now
0: right like <laughs> yeah
1: and Steve's still the same guy right yeah. like, it doesn't it, like literally doesn't matter.
0: I agree. But then speaking of cap, this is where the next great part oh happens with our cat. So I hate,
1: Oh, just, just, just <laughs> before we start talking about this guy, Wyatt Russell does a magnificent job in this whole series, right? Oh, making He's you know,
0: I hate this guy.
1: <laughs> and that's the whole point. Yeah. So I don't want to criticize Wyatt Russell because I think this dude has done his job. So spectacularly like Absolutely. hats off to him. The acting genes have truly been passed down in the family. Agreed. Like, you can tell. Agreed. John Walker, however, needs to die. And I'm not kidding when I say that.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. But, I mean, so, quickly before we move into the next Tangent
1: scene, aside, sorry about
0: that. No, you're good. Quickly before we move to the next scene, obviously, you know, when Carly's talking to a friend saying, you know, the shield, the, the, the shield doesn't mean anything. And at this point... It's almost a, a an issue for us, you know. It's the a bygone type, era, right? Yeah, That's it's literally a, it's the a, word yes. she used. It's a bygone era, and, you know, they, they say, you know, they gotta eliminate the the shield, aka Captain America, get that boy out of there. He said, if anything, it needs to be destroyed, but first they're gonna, you know, pay their respects to Mamadonia, and then I, yippee, as we have our trio. Going to the funeral with John Walker and his and his lap dog battle star show the fuck up and this dude's already commanding orders saying, Oh come on, you guys can't be doing this, you know, freaking out as always. So I'll let you dissect this scene a little bit because it just makes me mad. I know it made so, you
1: mad. <laughs> so, first of all, you can already see Lamar when John's talking. You can see him, he he's not the same Lamar he was two episodes ago, right? Like, agreed there's there's still respect there for john walker because obviously they've been to battle together like in war but it's not anywhere close to what it actually was right like that's that's my biggest takeaway correct But so they're on their way to the funeral and you know john walker and lamargo you know we, we 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 have to help you you know um bullshit um Army talk, which you know, I don't really want to touch on more than that because it was bullshit army talk. Yeah. Um, and Sam, Bucky, and Zemo just look at him like, "Dude, shut up!" Like, right. especially Zemo. Zemo's like, "I'm the one with the information here. yeah Like, you need me." <laughs> it's like, "Oh, you know, then we'll apprehend him." Like, it's basically just more agitating information. And then Zemo goes, "Oh, there's my associate," and not realizing that his associate was that like eight year old little girl that you know he gave turkish delight to yeah which, which which was i think was was a really good touch because as soon as someone says associate your mind goes like middle-aged white guy right like exactly, yeah. <laughs> only middle-aged white guys use words like associate like, and that's coming from a white guy by the way guys so please don't attack me for that hmm. um As Kwame knows, I'm like the most non-racist guy in the entire world pertaining to white people. (laughs) Not according to Nas, though. Nas thinks I love those dudes. Shout out to our guy Nas. (laughs) But, you know. Anyway, go off a tangent. You know, the girl seems to be wanting something more from Zemo at this point, right? And then my dude Zemo just whips out a 500 euro bill, which I've seen like three times in my life. Right. You know. And, and he's there like you know and then they, they take him to the funeral right and you know mm-hmm. they're in like a back room and Sam's like I can get through to Carly this was literally my job but before he says that um, John handcuffs Zemo because he doesn't trust him that he'll run away um, which makes no sense because Zemo himself wants to get rid of the super super soldiers and the serum and all that so he wouldn't run away he's like at the closest point he can be to get him rid of it why yeah. would he run away at this point he doesn't get freedom he's on the run it doesn't matter how much money you want
0: you yeah we just saw You're him waste run. dr Nagel for free too so you know if somebody's got something to do with that serum and he could waste them, he's gonna waste them.
1: he's gonna waste them a hundred percent so them handcuffing him handcuffing just seems like this totally like authoritarian bs army technique stuff that you know was unneeded at this time right like you know of course Zemo, they they see associate Zemo as this bad guy who should be in prison and on one hand i agree with him right you know he should be in prison but it's like at the same time he's much more valuable to you as an asset right now than he is a prisoner exactly but again that this is why John Walker pisses me off. He doesn't think about things logically, and you can sort of see like Lamar's face throughout this whole thing. Is like Lamar's like, "What? Well, why?" And you know, I don't think we'll get full dissension until next episode. But then obviously we'll get to why. um But it's like, man, I, I don't know. John Walker thinks so much of himself, man, and it, yeah. and I, and and you know how it makes me feel, yeah. How does it make you feel?
0: It drives me insane, but I think this is the overarching theme of the entire Captain America thing. And they keep putting it in your face and you know, if you haven't caught it yet, what are you doing? But yep. John Walker is being consumed by the fact that he thinks he should automatically draw respect and he should automatically be able to control the room simply because he has that shield. Steve was the reason that that, that mantra that 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 this whole persona of captain america was as big as it was as big as it is and john walker being in that suit thinks that he's steve rogers and he's not and he keeps struggling with it And you see when people just kind of brush him aside like yeah we don't care about you like when we go back to what was it episode two where that dude spit in his yep. face and he lost his mind about it That's not, Steve Steve Rogers wouldn't have done that. You know, we get here, this dude's making orders and Bucky and Sam and Zemo. Nobody really seems to care that he's there. It's just like, yeah, whatever, dude, we got this already. Like, you just got to stay in the back, we'll handle it. And he continues to get more and more upset that he's not at the forefront. He's not the person making the plan. He doesn't seem to garner any respect. And you can see that it's wearing on his character. And like you said, big congrats to the acting here because he is making it very clear and apparent that he is losing his mind over this fact. That he is not getting instant respect because he's Captain America. Nobody seems to care. And like, nobody seems to care.
1: The whole idea of Sam going to talk to Carly is a good idea, right? Like, Sam, I think, relates the most to Carly. You know, he's from a minority. Um, He's obviously lived a bit of a tough life. Uh, Mm. You know, we haven't got full details of it, right? But it's not like he was, you know, brought up a millionaire or something. He was not. You know, he battles for everything he has. So he understands Carly's point of view, right? Because it's a very similar type of upbringing. Yeah. So, uh, and then John still trying to deny it. And then Lamar, you know, pipes in. And credit to Lamar, you know, this is the one time I will credit Battlestar. I can't believe I'm saying that. Oh, it hurts my brain to actually, you know, say Battlestar um credit to him though because he's the one who goes to john you know this might not be the worst idea in the world yeah and then no. john goes i'm giving you 10 minutes which is such an unrealistic time frame right to talk to one right. of to talk
0: flip. to talk down a a perceived terrorist with a super soldier serum that is trying to take down the establishment that is currently in place you think 10 minutes is going to get that done come on
1: and it was like it was like a way to assert dominance, right? But like Bucky and Sam just look at him like, dude, shut up, right? Just shut up. Like, we don't need you here. Like exactly. And that's the overarching theme of this. Was like basically this whole beef with Carly and the flag smashers would have been done if John Walker didn't show up.
0: If he just butted out, yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. So You know, we get to the funeral part, and I'll let you touch on this, because I thought this was an awesome, awesome scene as well.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, quickly, I mean, I guess I even did my recap. I guess I forgot to touch on when Sam and Zemo had been talking previously before they had set out for the funeral. It's simply that, you know, the the idea of the super soldier and the supremacist mindset, Mm -hmm. that every person that has taken the serum... It amplifies what's in you, and, and he and this is Zemo's point that he likens the desire to become superhuman with becoming a supremacist, and it is impossible yep. to unlink. The only person is Steve Rogers, but that is because it amplified what was inside him, and he was a pure heart, good dude, precisely good dude. But everybody else, but and also a point that we made the pre-show is that everybody has everybody not named Steve Rogers that has pursued. The Super Soldier serum has always turned out bad. That's yep. the problem. When you pursue it, it doesn't do well. Steve was just given it as a test subject because Erskine had seen what was in Steve and knew that it would work well with him. There's a reason that there's a reason there hasn't been a million more super soldiers. Obviously, because the serum doesn't just doesn't exist. Shout out state. to Erskine. Exactly. But this is the this is the point that Zemo makes, and it actually is a very, very good point that the serum is it's it's not something that should be played with in his, no. his mind it should be completely eradicated from the face of the earth which probably makes good sense but um get back to the back the to one the
1: thing camera. on the serum though oh, no. yes. the only guy who probably was the closest in Steve's mindset is bucky right like yes. bucky in in the 40s and that's why you can see why like Imagine if John Walker had Bucky's power, he'd be ruling the world, right? Like that's that's the type of, and obviously we'll get to this later, Mm -hmm. but it's like, that's why Bucky is, you know, as good a person as there is in the MCU, in my opinion, you know, it's because he still has a super soldier serum, but he chooses to do good with it and not bad. It's not on Steve's level because I think Steve's like the purest guy in the MCU. Yes. Or was in the MCU because we obviously have no word from Steve in this, but and I want to know what happens, and I hope we do get some type of conclusion of what's happening with Steve, right? But yeah. like, I I am glad that Bucky has the Super Soldier Serum as well. But yeah, anyway, continue.
0: continue. Yeah, that's a, that's a fantastic point. But I mean, the serum obviously is the big the big theme of this episode. Mm-hmm. The serum. There's a lot of serum talk here. Yes. Um. So. We have Carly, you know, at Mama Donia's funeral. She's talking about, you know, how she was alone and, you know, had nothing. And a lot of, obviously, a lot of the people around her can kind of feel that same thing. Um, But Mama Donia came in and, you know, clothed, like gave her clothes, fed her, kept her safe. And, you know, that's why they all looked up to her in that Mm -hmm. same way. That's why they're all there. But then Carly kind of goes into her. Um, And this kind of explains a bit more about her background and a bit more about how she's been a leader to these people, talking about the struggle and the struggle is what unites them. And I think that's very important because, you know, when people are down bad, they do like to have some sort of figure that is there, you know. Because they're and and this kind of explains more of the flag smasher's entire theories that they are one people, one world. All the borders and displacement and refugee business and all the inner fighting. At the end of the day, everybody's we're all people. We should take care of one another. Which again, is not a isn't a bad thing in no. a perfect world? That is that is exactly what the world should be. We're all one people, one world, and that's what Carly's fighting for. Obviously, the means. That's again, a beautiful it's thing. Pro- Yes, it is a beautiful thing. In a that is a utopian world right there. Obviously her means are a little a little aggressive, but what she was saying in this really helps show again what her ultimate goal is. It's just to have one world, one people, the united by struggle. And look, now we all get to eat together. And I guess that's what Mama Donia stood for. And Carly has kind of inherited that and you know, trying to take things into her own hands at this point. I mean, I thought it was a fantastic speech.
1: One thing I will say is she seems like a great leader, right? Like uh, Yes. You can see why they they gravitate to her. Yeah. And I'll let you continue here. Sorry.
0: Again, no, the genuineness of just what she's saying and how she says it, you can obviously see that people are attracted to it. And then especially the people who have dealt with the same sort of struggles. I mean, Sam can say a similar thing. And this may be me reaching, but I mean, as African-American people, I'm not necessarily – I'm, I'm from African descent, straight parents, straight off the boat, so it's a little different. But you know, standard African American people can feel a sense of displacement because they were brought here to America without against their will, and now they're in a country that rejects them from being there. So you can kind of feel that struggle, and you know, wanting to unite for we should all just be one people. Shouldn't matter what color you are, your 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 um your religious background shouldn't matter your social stature whether you're rich or poor we're all one people we should all help each other you know be better so i think this is that's where sam kind of gets it a little bit you see they kind it, it kind of makes sense when carly talks to her, his sister a little later on but obviously during the speech carly looks up and sees sam kind of watching and you know so, so, you know sam comes down they begin to have a conversation and this again is where you see carly's humanity come out but then there's a quick break right before obviously lead the conversation with this new john walker's losing his mind just waiting just panicking um he's looking around he's like you know what i'm going in and bucky's like calm down man it hasn't been 10 minutes like sam knows what he's doing everybody else is looking around like bro just calm down and this guy you know he's like must be easy for you all that serum running in your veins like like bucky wanted the damn serum he ain't asked for it He didn't ask for the super soldier serum to be injected into him. He thought he was going to die. Exactly. He didn't want that. But this is the thing where John Walker, again, talks about, you know, you must feel very privileged being a super soldier right now. Because, again, this is where John continues to feel his incompetence as a person, and he's projecting it outwards because he doesn't feel like he's living up to what he should be. And this is also a theme that continues to be a trend in this episode, along with the serum. So Sam walks into Carly, you know, she's like... I, I saw you. I saw you earlier. You know, he's like, I came alone, just came to talk. And you know, they sit down and they have, they actually have a very good conversation just about what she's doing. And then Sam talks about how he knows a person who knows more than anybody about the Super Soldier Serum, and talks about how people that. Have the serum or want the serum and use it often have ideals of the supremacy. And Carly's like, No, I'm not a supremacist, the people that I'm fighting against are the supremacists. And you know, Sam's like, Ah, you know, I think both sides are have a bit of it, but he's like, I don't disagree with what you're doing, but how you're doing it, the people are getting hurt. And she's like, You know, they're just roadblocks in my way, which again continues to reinforce that she's that the the means to the end for Carly is much more aggressive and violent than what it ultimately could be. But she's seeing she's starting to see results. So she's kind of it's kind of tough for her to get off it. But I mean, how did you feel about this scene between Carly and Sam and just the humanity from Carly? She was able to sit down casually, sit on a table and just talk to Sam no violence, no nothing after Carly had kind of been painted, you know, especially by John Walker as a terrorist. That, you know, was just hell-bent on causing destruction.
1: So, on Carly, we're seeing that she's an inherently good person, right? Like, that's Correct. that's that's the biggest thing for me. She's just super young, and she doesn't realize the gravity of her actions pertaining to killing people, right? Yes. Whereas Sam, being the older, wiser dude in this situation, even though Sam's not old, you know, he's not like middle-aged or anything, he's just an older adult at this point right yeah. it's like probably what 10 years what 10 15 years her elder so he's trying to he's trying to talk her off the ledge right you know like you don't need to be killing people there's different ways we can go about this right mm-hmm. so i love this scene it was beautiful seeing this humanity and like i said to you earlier what it looks like to me is that um they just wanted if if john walker wasn't there this would be an on-issue now. I think the flag smashers would have become a non-violent organization because Sam would have talked to her off the ledge about the whole so su- and I think Sam hit the nail on the head when he mentioned the whole supremacist thing. Like you said, the whole supremacy thing I think was perfect, right? Mm-hmm. I think it the way he touched on it was second to none, man. I really, really do.
0: Yeah. I agree. The conversation, like you said, was just so. It was very fantastic, and it just shows, yes. like you said. Had John Walker not been a part of this entire story, Carly might have been turned right then and there. Right then yeah. and there, Sam was doing a magnificent job of really getting through her and kind of explaining. But as we know, John Walker's a piece of shit. So what does he do? <laughs> he gets mad and says, "This is a bad idea. I'm going in." So then you know he po- he jumps in. Carly's kind of taken aback. Like I thought you were alone. You know, runs away, escapes. All the good stuff, you know, literally, you know, runs away. Um, It kind of a a short-ish battle ensues. Obviously, they're kind of running through a maze or whatever. People are getting lost. Nobody knows what the hell's going on. And then, you know, we look back and Zemo's all of a sudden gone. Where's Zemo? Carly runs down to, it looks like a basement cellar sort of thing, to to grab her, her fanny pack of the serum and get the hell up out of there. Zemo turns the corner, shoots her. Obviously, we know super soldiers aren't invincible to bullets. still hurts them. So, you know, she gets shot and, you know, kind of crawls back behind the table. And then, you know, as she gets knocked back over the table, the serum seems to spill out. Zemo pulls up and he's like, is this what I think it is? You know, he picks up one of the vials and it is the super soldier serum. He smashes it, starts stomping out all the other ones. You know, as he's stomping them out, Carly gets up, meets with her friend, and they kind of run out. Then, next thing you know, John Walker appears out of seemingly nowhere and throws the shield at Zemo knocks his ass out. That was unreal throw, by the way. Yeah. Great I mean, throw. Piss me off that he's good with the shield. Drives me oh, absolutely insane.
1: They did that on purpose though, right? They did that stuff on purpose. It's just another way to just irk you even more.
0: Right. So as they get away, and so as Zemo's unconscious and, you know, um, John Walker's kind of surveying the situation, he happens to notice that there was one vial that seemed to escape Zemo's You know, roach, cockroach stomping feet. He picks it up, puts it in his little, you know, leg compartment, pocket, pouch, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, at that point, I think we all knew what was going to happen. Yes. We've seen this dude be boiling over the fact that he cannot live up to the Steve Rogers mantle he already commented that this must be easy for you bucky you're a super soldier yep. he got his ass handed to him on top of the 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 trailer trucks at the beginning at the first episode like, by completely. super soldiers like absolutely whooped he's start. he's feeling the incompetence already ensuing but you know seconds later sam and uh bucky run in they're like did we miss anything and he's you know just nothing um then carly it goes back to carly and her friend talk about did you get the uh, did you get any more sear?" but the guy's like it's all gone So obviously, Carly's plan is kind of turned a little bit, but she decides that, you know, they they, essentially they got to kill Captain America at this point. They got to get rid of that guy because he's just, hey, I was all like, hey, honestly, you know, but then she kind of questions, like, I don't think I can kill, I don't think I need to kill Sam. I think I can use him, which is actually, you know,
1: I think uh, that she sees the humanity in Sam, right?
0: Like, I think that's
1: the biggest thing. And I think, and I think the flag smashes and what Sam and Bucky want, and it's not far away from like what everyone wants. They just want a regular life. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. whereas, you know, John Walker wants, you know, domination upon all humans because he thinks that's what Captain America deserves and miss me with that shit. Yeah.
0: Sorry. Tangent.
1: That's actually, that's
0: actually a very, very good point. But, um, for me, I think that the, this scene is powerful because obviously Carly says we have to deal, we can't continue to push this objective forward with John Walker and Sam no. and all them on their heels. And they're like, we got to deal with them, including Sam, but I don't think I have to kill Sam. This, you know, she kind of says she has a plan. Then it transitions back into Zebos palace. Whenever, Can I just touch on one,
1: one, one yes. point quickly? Yes. While, while they are doing all that, they're also dealing with the power broker's message that he wants yeah. a superhero, so super, um, super soldier serum. And obviously, it's all gone, right? Yeah. So, this is an interesting dilemma for Carly as well, right? So, again, great mystery that they've got going on here. Great, great, great. Now you can go back to the palace.
0: Yeah. So, back to the palace, you know, Zemo's got, you know, <laughs> Zemo's got, you know, the towel on his head, ice pack, you know, he's drinking a little bit of scotch so to speak. um, I assume that's what he's drinking. I don't actually know. But he has a conversation with Sam, and he asks, you know, had the opportunity arise for you to take the serum, would you? Sam, without hesitation, no. no. Nope. And, and, you know, Zemo's like, huh, that's interesting. No hesitation. You know, and that whole thing is very, that whole scene right there, as we'll see a little bit later, gives a stark difference as to why Sam deserves to be Captain America, right? In my opinion. I think this I agree. This this, That whole point right there that he doesn't need to be a super soldier to be a symbol of hope. And that's essentially what Steve was but he was given the serum. But Steve didn't seek the serum, want the serum, hunt out the serum to be this. He just just wanted to help. He was chosen by the creator of the serum because of who he was. Which I know we've said this many, many times, but that is such a big point to all of this in so many different layers. Um, So during this conversation, we see Sam, obviously, he sends a message to Sharon through however the hell he's doing on this computer, the cryptic message, however it is. And he says, you know, keep keep your eye on the sky on Walker. You know, just keep tracking him for us. Which, again, how the hell does Sharon have access to this? Whatever. She's
1: she's working for an intelligence agency. Gotta be. 100 percent
0: yeah so obviously like i said you know zemo asked sam you know would you take it sam's like no and he's like hypothetically if you were offered would you take it um and he's again like no um so this is where zemo continues to kind of push his anti-super soldier propaganda upon sam and say you know Whatever you saw in Carly, it doesn't exist. She's long gone. Like this supremacy thing, it just doesn't matter. Super soldiers should not be allowed to exist because they think they're a faction of gods. They think they are better than everybody else and it should not be a thing. And you know, he's like, well, and then he's like, well, but what about Steve? Obviously, Steve was the outlier. But then he's curious. He's like, if, if you don't think super soldiers should exist, what about Bucky? How do you feel about Bucky? And he doesn't really answer, he doesn't say anything. Then Bucky walks to the door. But I think that's a very interesting point. I kind of want to get your feelings on this. How do you feel that Zemo looks at Bucky at this point in time, knowing that he's uh, at, at the end of this, he should be the only super soldier alive?
1: I think Zemo knows that Bucky didn't want to take the serum. So I think he looks at him differently than the flag smashers who took it willingly, right? Like yeah. I mean, it, is, it is a different connection, isn't it? Like let's be real. Um, I would say so. So, and also, again, Zemo sees that Bucky, above all things else, is inherently good, right? He was just twisted and troubled because of the stuff he had to deal with, um, with um, the being the Winter Soldier, right? And obviously, he had no control over that. Yeah, so I think Zemo sees Bucky differently than what he sees the rest of the um, the rest of the super soldiers, right? Like that, that's the way I look at it, and and I think it's for good reason because Bucky is um, great, and I, and also on Sam, I think S- Zemo's respect for Sam, and I think Sam's respect for Zemo has sort of gone up in this stage as well as like you know. Um, And you're seeing that um, relationship between all three develop into, like, I think there's a bond there between all three now that I think will be there now probably for, like, the rest of time. And, like, you can see that even though, you know, Sam, uh, and Bucky in particular knows that, you know, that the Wakandans have every reason to be slighted with Zemo, right? Um, He still has sympathy for Zemo, and he'll try and help him out in any way he can so it's a really really interesting dynamic between the three and then as we're getting this and you know bucky says that you know um walker is off who barges into the door who barges in
0: john walker oh and
1: you know you can touch on this you can touch on the rest of it you know because you do you're doing such a fantastic job i'm just gonna let you I'm 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 going to take you know what, I'm I'm going to be the Anthony Davis of this relationship for a little bit here qualm. Oh, you be the LeBron. You be the engine right now. <laughs> oh,
0: oh, no, I mean for this part I mean like you said um I'm actually still, for me, jury's still out for me on Zemo. I feel like mm-hmm. if he had the chance to waste Bucky like he did all those other Winter Soldiers while they were still sitting in their you know their pods and he just headshot them all, he seems to really not like the Winter Soldiers, regardless no. of who it is. Because he didn't like Steve, he just knew Steve no. was a good guy. It's not to say, I don't think he liked him. I no. think he understood his purpose in the world, but I don't think he liked him. Because he no. thought he thought the Assembly of the Avengers was also... A, a, a group of people that think they're better than everyone else. He thinks they thought they were gods. We're heroes, sure, we protect, but you still think you having these things makes you think you're better than other people. Which, I see makes his sense. point. I see his point. So, again, he's fucking shit crazy, but that's nah, not a bad point. So, like you said, Bucky comes back in, he's like, you know, something's off of Walker. He's like, that dude's crazy, and I know he's crazy because I'm crazy. And you know, <laughs> there bursts in John Break Walker, line. trying to trying to run his run his you know run his show here. And he's like, "Look, we need you need to give him back. He needs to go back into custody." Him being Zemo, and you know, Sam's like, "Look, man, shield or not, the only thing you're running around here is your mouth." And for me, that was a Beautiful. big. I was like, "Yes, yeah, Sam." Uh... That was a huge bravo for me. I was like, "Yeah, Sam, sticking to this dweeb. We don't need him talking about who does he <laughs> think he is. He thinks he can just run up in here and call the shots, like bro, nah." This, is, this isn't what it's about, but obviously he shows up, and then, you know, he he, he tries to be a little condescending to Sam, which is kind of, which kind of pisses me off a little bit. Racial like, undertones yeah, again. Yeah, racial undertones, trying to, you know, exhibit like, look, black man, I'm the one calling the shots here, like, know your place. You know, he's like, he's like, so Sam, how you want this to go? He's like, should I put the shield down, make it fair? And Sam's like, all right, man, you know, they're just kind of looking at each other, and then you know, who 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 shows up at the perfect time? The Dora Milaje. Now this part is fantastic. The best, part, of the, of the- best part, best part of the episode for me because this shit was great. Yeah. John Walker got his ass whooped again. Any any episode with John Walker getting his ass beat <laughs> is a ten out of ten episode. You can't convince me otherwise. So obviously they show up, and John Walker again thinking he's Mister Diplomat. I can I control you know the world because I'm Captain America. You know the Dora Milaje storming. You know. Ayo tells um, Bucky, time's up. We're here for Zemo. And John Walker's like, hey, you know, John Walker, Captain America here. You know, I'll run the show. Patronizing
1: the door, Milaje. Yeah,
0: like, they, you know, obviously, they don't give a damn what's going on. And then, you know... <laughs> Sam, rightfully so, said, honestly, man, you have better luck fighting Bucky than the Dora Milaje. And he's like, you know, the Dora Milaje doesn't have jurisdiction here. And, and then Io's like, the Dora Milaje have jurisdiction where the Dora Milaje find themselves to be, which is like, shit, this is the King's Guard. They don't they play, they want, They can go wherever they want. They can do whatever the hell they need. So it's like, look, if they want to get something done, they'll get something done. Um. So for me, I thought that's fantastic, but and they don't even have their leader with them. Okoye is not even there. No, <laughs>
1: Imagine they, if Okoye was. Imagine
0: there. She was there. She would have really whooped some ass. So this scene was fantastic to me. I love my Wakandans. Um. So obviously John Walker shows up. He's like, you know, I think we can handle this in a civilized way. You know, Pat's uh, IO shoulder. And she just gets to whooping his ass. And this whole scene was Beautiful. fantastic. Because they were beating the shit out of him. Bucky tries to jump in. Sam tries to jump in. And low-key, the Dora Milaje was were whooping their asses. Free. Everyone. Everyone. All of them. Just beating them up and down. Zemo, you know, while just sitting there drinking his scotch, slips away to the bathroom, shuts the door. And, 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 and you know, escapes, essentially. We'll get to that line. We'll get to that line. It's hilarious. Hysterical. But... As they're going through the fight, you know, Battlestar's getting his ass beat. Job Walker's getting his ass beat. Bucky, low key, <laughs> Io just walked up to him, did some shit on his shoulder. Arm falls right on the ground. Like, well, now what are you gonna do, tough guy? Like, you, you, you're you're one arm, and you know. So this again is where this whole scene
1: was. But did you notice that Io did not hurt him in any just, way? Just wanted to just, just, just wanted to stop. Just him. disarmed him. Just yep. disarmed him.
0: That's all it was.
1: And and again, it goes back to your beautiful point earlier. Where it's like there's such a respect there between Io and Bucky, right? Yes. Like Io gave him time. Io seems to really care for Bucky. Bucky seems to care for Io, right? Mm-hmm. Um and I'm intri- I'm really intrigued to see how that relationship develops. Because now we can get Bucky and Black Panther too, right? I think that's a logical I need like- more
0: Bucky and Wakanda, I'm not gonna lie. It- I need more Bucky and Wakanda
1: white wolf being next to black panther will be amazing right like if that happens it'll be dope
0: i agree i definitely need more of it
1: but sorry that was a
0: little sidebar no no that was perfect but then you know obviously john walker's been stuck you know with his arm and his shield stuck between a a spear and a table so he's been basically unable to move um then one of the the Dorbalage, you know, pull the sphere out, the shield falls to the floor, she kicks the shield up, puts it on her arm, and then you know, Ayo comes out the bathroom seeing that, you know, our boy Zebo has dipped out, <laughs> dipped away yep. from the seed. And you know, it's like, he's gone, leave it. And, you know, she just kind of drops the shield in front of John. And obviously, this dude, John Walker, is just stunned. He cannot believe it. He's like, they weren't even super soldiers. Nope. And they beat my ass. But, hey, the the Dormelage can hang, man. Don't sleep. With anyone. Being just a super soldier does not mean you are perfect. We've watched Steve Rogers get beat up. We've watched Bucky get his ass beat up, especially by Black Panther. Like, let's not sleep that there cannot be – like, you can be a very well-trained, capable, standard human being. You can go toe-to-toe with a super soldier. Don't get it twisted, especially if you're not trained that well. But they beat the hell out of John Walker. You can see him losing yet another battle to a bunch of women. Shout out to the women. He was mind boggled there. So, obviously, Sam and Bucky walk up to the room, and they're like, wow. He pulled the El Chapo. I thought that was yeah, It was, hilarious. It was hilarious. hilarious. Great scene. Pulled the El Chapo. He dipped through the bathroom. I burst out laughing. It was hilarious. Great scene. Um... And then you know they they decide you know we gotta go we gotta we gotta we gotta figure this next part out so this is where things really get wild so we got um, Battlestar and John Walker I, it looks like they're in a mall of some sorts is that a mall it was like
1: a cafe it was like a standing yeah. cafe wasn't it yeah I don't
0: know what that like looks. It doesn't look like anything but, in the US so <laughs> but
1: like the one thing I will say about Lamar yes I like him a little more after this scene he becomes a little bit more personable. What he says, because I think he's—I think he's an inherently good person, just led by a bad person at this point. That's why I think Lamar is.
0: I agree up to this point. I actually was really starting to turn around on Lamar because everything before he's like, John, look, let us just let them do their part. Hey, John, let's see it out. Hey, John, you know maybe if they maybe this is right, they might be on to something. This scene here, I think, caused a lot of problems. this okay. scene. So obviously he's talking to john he's like you know the source of the serum you know the creator the source it's all gone he's like honestly you know i know that's not the perfect scenario because it seemed like they had maybe always plotted to take the serum that's what yep. it seems like they always kind of wanted it and you know he's like you know hey it's all gone so it's not all bad and john's kind of you know going through it he has a lady come up and you know ask for a signature and he signs it you know not really a, a big piece but um John You see how
1: happy he was.
0: Yeah. I mean, that was the, you know, he he really likes the celebrity piece of being Captain America. Seems like he almost likes that more. But there's a there, there's a very important part that comes up in just a second. But so obviously um they're they're talking at the cafe, the lady comes up signs, and then she John asks Lamar, he's like, had the chance if there was a chance to take the serum, would you take it? And Lamar in his corny ass way said, Hells yeah. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> it's like oh eye roll, brother. But um Uncle Tama, Yeah, Tom, seriously literally <laughs> s- sound off the sirens. Um but then John's like, you wouldn't be concerned about like how it would change you. And Lamar's like, you know, I mean, he's like, you know, power just makes a person more of themselves, right? Which has been The huge thing that it's more of yourself. So if you don't really know who you are as yourself, you may think you're the best person in the world. So you take that serum and you find out you're a psychopath, a supremacist, whatever it may be. Steve Rogers was none of those. But that's why this this is where, again, the Super Soldier Serum and Steve is such a different thing. And I know I've said it a million times at this point, but Steve was a unique individual for a reason. He is one of one. He cannot yeah. be duplicated, cannot be remade. I know Bucky's another super soldier, but it's different, very different. But if you saw Bucky before, you know, when he was hanging out with Steve, you know, he's just the dude that drank a lot, but he was a genuine dude, wanted to help save yes. his country. Nothing wrong with him. But obviously Lamar's like, you know, make you more of yourself. And, you know, he's like, you know, you make the he, – and he kind of hypes John up saying you always make the consistent – right moves in battle you have three medals of honor and you know John kind of this is the part where I thought it was interesting because John was like even though I won those three medals of honor the way he earned them he said what we did to get those felt anything but right like it didn't yes. feel right, which makes sense. The stuff that the U.S. did in Afghanistan and Iraq—that's wild. wild stuff. And the people who do those are called heroes, but in the terms of like humanity, what they were doing is so the wrong. Villains. Yes, you're a villain to those people. You are a villain because to- well, let's.
1: Because I think this is a really important point that's missed outside of America, right? Yes, the people of Iraq and Afghanistan didn't want them to go into America into their countries.
0: No. They
1: they, they chose to do it. And let's be real, why? It wasn't trying to save them from terrorists. It was about, you know, opium and oil. Yeah. And, you know, I think American people miss that a lot. Yeah. They're, they're, they're not the heroes in this situation. They're the villains. And for 90% of the world, they see them as the villains in these confrontations. And, you know, I think that's a beautiful point that you make. You know, it, it really shows off a darker side to this whole John Walker. And we're starting to see why he's such an asshole, basically.
0: Agreed. But I think John Walker, for me, um, to me, embodies current-day America. Yes. Like, perfectly, in my opinion. I mean, and this kind of even goes back to his backstory a little bit. I mean, and I think these are subtle hints, and this could totally be a correlation. But I actually saw a little bit of a, a... um in a oh, uh, damn what's the word i'm thinking of i even saw a little bit of a reference brought up from a a tiktoker uh David straw hat goofy so shout out to him if anybody gets a chance to check him out he does a lot of you know movie content marvel content all types of stuff but i'd seen his he made a point that john walker has essentially everything that he's become and i'll I'll obviously, it's a reveal bit of the episode, but I mean, like I said, this is spoiler free. If you haven't seen the episode, you're bugging out. But John Walker's essentially benefited off the backs of Black people essentially his whole life, which is essentially. Yes theme of America. You know, it starts off the school he was at where he did his whole introduction that seemed like his past school seemed like an HBCU, seemed like a predominantly black school, yes. but he was the hero of the black school. His partner, a black man that often gives him the right advice to do what he needs to do. Um, he, yeah, because whenever
1: it, he's done something right, it's been Lamar. It's been Lamar. It's, because be, it's been because Lamar's went, look, we need to do it this way instead of doing it the way that you want to do.
0: Exactly. He has a black wife. Yes. <laughs> another, or Whoever that girl was. I assume that was his wife. Maybe His significant wrong. other. His significant other. Um, And then we'll see later when he actually gets the serum, it came from a black man. The yes. isolated parts of the serum is from a black man. But then, I mean, granted, he acts like, you know, hey, I'm not. There's nothing wrong here because I have a black best friend. Yes, Lamar. So, hey, shout out to him for that for that take, hey, if You guys want to go see? Like I said, take a look. Name Straw Hat Goofy. But go ahead. Um, more to but more to that point. I mean, Lamar even says, you know, how many more lives could they have saved in Afghanistan had they had that serum? And then John Walker kind of thinks back again. He's like, you know, maybe you have a point. So, that's kind of the end of that scene. But how do you feel about this whole conversation between Sam and Lamar? Or sorry, not Sam. John, John and Lamar, pardon me.
1: John comes off even worse mm-hmm. to me. I mean, it's a, a dissension, right? Mm-hmm. You get into, and then you will get to rock bottom, which you know is the end of the episode. Um, but like Lamar, I think thinks what they're doing is inherently good, right? And mm-hmm. and I think that's why I think he's inherently good. It's just he's been brought down the wrong path by a bad person. You know, he's been told that John Walker is like the greatest guy to exist, and he believes it. And again, embodiment of, you know, current day America. Some people in America will just slap that shit up, right? Yeah. When in reality, the actual truth behind everything is a lot darker than what they think it is, you know? So I think that's a really, really interesting one as well, right? So great scene from top to bottom. An underrated scene in my opinion, because nothing really happens of note, but everything in it is important if you don't like if you miss it, it's you've missed a huge part of the story, right? Yeah. So it is really, really important. So yeah, like again, hate John Walker even more after this. Sympathize with Lamar a little bit, but again, it's like you have the choice, you don't have to be this guy's lackey, but you're still choosing to go through it and you know anyone who wants to take that super soldier serum for for any for because the first thing he mentions is power and i'm like okay you're a douchebag like you know as much as i was just trying to like you you have you, gone all douchebaggy on me at this point like you yeah. know can't deal with that shit. so at this point afterwards carly gets through to sarah sam's okay. sister and you know she starts threatening her in a way that is um very um, in a non-threatening manner Mm -hmm. like she she skirts around you know basically saying you know if you don't get sam to meet up with me we will kill you but you know when she asks how the boys are you you know what's up right like that's like typical like super villain type deal right you know you don't mention gotta do
0: something right
1: exactly so that kicks Sam into action, right? Straight away. He's like, you know, I'm not going to let anything harm you and the kids, Sarah. Um, She's like, he's like, so I'll meet, just give me the number, I'll meet up with Carly straight away. He was going to do it alone, but then Bucky, um, you know, jumps in and, you know, uh so, and Sam is still like under the impression that they're not partners, right? Like he's still, he's still saying that, you know, we're not partners. But Bucky... I think Bucky's moving on that from that part, right? And I think Sam's a little bit behind here. Bucky just, you know, he feels like, you know, you know what? Like we have too much in common to not be together as friends and partners at this point, right? Mm. And help each other out. Yeah, you know, they've been through a lot over the past few episodes, so I think Sam's starting to get there too. And I think Sam's just in a haze because you know his family was threatened, right?
0: Yeah.
1: But I think Bucky and Sam, you like. The relationship developed in a way this week that it's very hard for me to see them ever those two ever not being associated again. You know what I mean? Like, you know, so great part. Sam and Carly meet up. Um, again, Carly's not f- trying to hurt Sam or anything like that, right? You know, no. she just wants to talk to him because, again, Carly's seen that Sam and Bucky in reality mean her no harm. Yeah. It's just that the way that they've gone about things being the flag smashers was the wrong thing. Right. You know, it's it's just been the wrong way to handle things, but the message behind it is not a bad message at all. So kudos to Carly and Sam and, you know, Anthony Mackie and all the actors here. I think again, beauty like this whole from start to finish, this whole episode was absolutely phenomenal. Right. Like Mm -hmm. absolutely 10 out of 10. Um, and like, you know, so it's and the thing is, one thing I didn't mention about Sarah, I think she has the best line talking to Carly in this. Oh amazing. when she goes, amazing. my world doesn't matter to America, so why should I care about its mascot? And like you the point you made earlier that ties in so beautifully. Yeah. So before I move on to like the whole scene about, you know, Sab and I just wanted to point that out. And I think it ties back to your original point about John Walker embodying current day America yeah. and the minorities not being able to relate to that. I think that embodies it so perfectly.
0: I yeah. really do. No, seriously. I mean, I thought that line, as soon as she said, I was like, I felt that. Like, I felt that. That's real stuff. As an I mean.
1: outsider, I felt it, man.
0: Yeah. But that's the thing. And, like I said with John Walker, and you, I, you totally agree that the fact that he, his embodiment of current day America, he always thinks he's doing the right thing, even when he's stepping on other people, getting in other people's way, and he thinks he should be able to walk in any situation, demand respect. America thinks they should be able to walk in any country, do whatever they want. The the hyper-patriots, and I don't want to say everybody in America, you know, don't show up at my house with pitchforks, but the the hyper-patriots feel like, you know, U.S. is the greatest country in the world. Everything we do is for the better. We're here to help everybody. And John Walker really embodies that persona to the point where it gets violent when people don't want to listen to him, and he starts to get upset when he doesn't command that respect. Which, inversely, Steve Rogers was nothing like that. Steve Rogers embodies the perfect America, the idea of a perfect America, yes. somebody that is selfless, cares about everybody, and only wants to help. And this is where John Walker is different. So, I think the parallels that they drew is phenomenal. I like how they enhance the Black struggle in America. I love how they've really kind of done this. And I'm Huge props to Marvel present and past day that have always been able to be progressive and care more about things that are going on in the world rather than just the fan base itself. They don't care if they lose fans or gain them, but Marvel's never been shy about multi-ethnic no. heroes. They've never cared about, you know, they've never been shy about emphasizing the Black struggle. And here in this series, that the, the multiple points where they've highlighted that, you know, hey, it's tough for Black people. America hasn't accepted... Black heroes. They talked about it with Isaiah Bradley, even Sam, and all these other minor ways, just how you know John Walker has talked down Sam, but you know, benefited off of all these black people. I I it's so crazy how they've been able to do this in many layers. You know, if you blink, you won't catch it, but you know, and if you really think that none of this was intentional, you're lying to yourself and you're probably racist. But continue on, Alan.
1: You hit him with that card.
0: Hey, I just had it had to be said.
1: So, you know, Carly says to him straight up that, you know, it's useless to kill him because they are merely tools in the regime that she wants to destroy. Which, again, beautifully powerful line. Yes. Great, great, great job.
0: See why she's a good and, leader, man.
1: And then she makes an offer to him, doesn't she? Like, either join her or let her go do her thing.
0: Yeah. Like you know, not to be a battle right now.
1: Exactly. Like you know, we essentially want the same thing, and that's people being free. We want want to do it in different ways, right? But they want the same thing. And yeah. before Sam can respond to that, it's interrupted again by none other than you know John Walker and yeah. who else but Lamar. Lamar. Oh, Lamar. Um. So. Cap's got a different attitude at this point, right? You know, we, I think we know what it is, but you know, we haven't had confirmation yet. So, you know, he's kicking down doors with ease. He's bending pipes, like superhuman levels of hearing.
0: He his shield through the wall. At that point, I was like, Oh, we know.
1: (laughs) He sees a super soldier now.
0: Oh yeah. So
1: Lamar is trapped at this point. Right. And you know, you, you want to touch on that because I think that's really an
0: interesting. Yeah. Part. So obviously, you know, they're sneaking into wherever the hell they're going, but it sounds like yeah. they found the Flag Smashers, and Sharon, using her satellite capability, had communicated to Sam that that John Walker was moving in. Um, yes, as they try and go jump down and go f- to where he is. Obviously, you know, Carly, you know, the shoulder checks <laughs> Bucky and Dino you know, Wall. It's like a race to get there, you know, because obviously the Flag Smashers are trying to kill Captain America, and yes. you know. Bucky and Sam, being the good guys they are, are gonna are trying to stop them. So, obviously, Lamar goes up the staircase first. You know, you hear a couple gunshots, and then you know, uh, Cap runs up the stairs. Cap, oh god, I can't even call him that. John Walker runs up the stairs, notices he's gone. Um, they do he he you know, he kind of does a little bit of investigating, is able to find one guy. And like you said, when they start fighting, you notice John's a little. It's a little, little stronger here, you know? Like I said, the first real scene is when I saw this man with that shield, and he threw it in the damn wall. Dude comes up with a pipe, he bends the pipe, and Sam's just watching him. He's like, oh, hell no. Nah. What's going on? So, you know, the dude kind of yeah, gets up and runs, or is that what Yeah, the dude kind of gets up and runs, and Sam's be like, what did you do? <laughs> and then he's like, they got Lamar, and, you know, Sam just kind of brushes it off for the moment um then this is where you know the big piece of the episode is Lamar's obviously still tied up he regains consciousness he's able to use a shield you know do the little behind the back that we see in like every damn spy movie cartoon. whenever (laughs) somebody's tied up it's the typical of course he had a knife in his pocket he's able to cut himself out um but yeah so we end up in the room um they go upstairs Sam and and John and you know two Flag Smashers appear and obviously they always have knives for some reason. John Walker even makes a comment. He's like, what's with all the knives? So then a battle ensues between the Flag Smashers. Bucky shows up as well. And the three are kind of fighting these guys off, doing the best they can. Um, Carly kind of shows up at the end. And, you know, here it is. They're ready to, you know, take out Mr. Cap. Cap's kind of tied up. He's kind of being restrained by one of the dudes. And Carly's ready, you know, put a fork in him for good. Lamar rejoins the scene, tackles Carly, and, you know, kind of pushes her over. Runs. Carly runs up punches this man like superhero punches and punches shit out of him he flies into a pillar and uh it's looking, like it's, it's looking like lamar's done look like the chapter of Battlestar has come to an end this part was really weird for me for two reasons one damn she didn't have to punch the shit out of him like that no and two you know, everybody just stopped fighting while while job went over. It was like, Lamar, you good? And see, again, I think this also proves the point of the flag swashes that they're not truly evil. Like, she killed him and was like, oh, shit. And I think that's kind of the feeling that all of them do have. She had. doesn't know her
1: power yet. That's what I got from that. Mm. She just went to punch him. But then, yeah, then we realized that, yeah.
0: Obviously, she's probably a little enraged. But, like, yeah, definitely punch the shit out of him. So, for me, I felt like that was, like, an oh, shit moment. Because, literally, everybody just kind of stopped. It was like, uh-oh. And, you know, John goes over to Lamar. And, and it's looking like he's cooked, man. Like, it's over with. At that point, the Flag is like, oh, time to go. So, they beat it. <laughs> they dip. Um, And then Captain America, fake Captain America, John Walker, he's mad. He just grabs his shield, jumps out the window, lands on the car. And I mean, shit, if you needed any more confirmation beyond there.
1: He's a super soldier. soldier.
0: So he he lays his eyes on one of the the Flag Smasher gentlemen and starts chasing them down. Running away, you know, they're kind of running through the town a little bit. And they get to, you know, a a town plaza. I would assume there's a fountain there and everything. I assume that's a plaza. He throws the shield at the dude's back, kind of beats him up a little bit, knocks the dude on the staircase throws the shield at him again, you know, kicks up, puts his foot on him. And, you know, the dude is literally, like, begging for his life at this point. Like, yo, yo, it wasn't me, it wasn't me. And John just takes the shield, slams it on him, not once, twice, continues, just literally – Keeps whacking this dude. You see there a crowd kind of assembles around the plaza. Everyone's got phones out recording. Everybody pulls their phones out, and John just keeps hitting this dude. You kind of see blood on the guy's arm twitches, and then, you know, kind of stops. And, I mean, I think it's safe to assume that man's dead. So, John... Not just just, dead. Yeah, he's like... like, Dead like eight times. Like, brutally murdered dead. So, you know, John kind of, you know, looks at the dude, puts his shield back on, you see... There's a bunch of blood on the shield. And this is the first time I think we've ever seen this shield anything but sparkly. Yes. It is literally tainted. And this is the symbol, again, of, of the blood spilled by America. Willingly or not, but see, this is the whole thing. And again, this is where I even feel it some more.
1: I think this is the darkest scene
0: oh, that yeah. Marvel's ever done, man. A brutal murder in a town square.
1: And this is what I'm... Like, when we touched on Marvel getting into their horror bag in Vision, Yeah. You can see it now, right? Yeah. Like, it. they are going very, very dark with Phase 4, in my opinion. And I'm all for it, don't get me wrong. But th- it was very stomach-churning to see this.
0: Yeah, and, like, he literally murdered this dude, just put his shield on, just kind of stares at him. It's like, yep. And, you know, everybody's kind of looking in awe. Carly's in the crowd in awe. He's on the phone camera. Sam and Bucky are looking at him like, oh, man. Sam kind of puts his head down. He's like, yeah, this ain't good. Everybody around him with their phones. And, you know, John's just kind of looking around. And then, you know, the episode ends. And obviously, you get a very interesting shot with him and, you know, blood on the bottom of the shield. But, man, this is something we've never seen before. We've never seen Captain America killing people like that, like, brutal no. murders, like, to me, that is unbelievable. So this scene is basically the climax of John Walker's descent. This is where it all goes. And obviously, yes. the, the scene with Lamar was obviously very pivotal Um because that was kind of where he was trying to decide whether he needs to take the serum or not. Obviously, we know he did, but he just literally killed a man in rage. The symbol yes, of did. hope, freedom, it's not. It's not a brutal murderer. So obviously, this video is going to get out, and he's going to be stripped of his title. But I don't think you can strip him of that serum, no. at least that easily. So, like we had predicted, this is this is the this is where the, the 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 stairwell to to descent begins, and John Walker becomes a bad guy at this point. I mean, you can't kill nobody. You just kind of chill there. Not be a bad guy. Like literally no. spike this dude in the chest repeatedly with the shield to murder him in cold blood. This is this is the John Walker I had expected. I didn't think it'd be this kind of a gruesome scene. Like this is next level, but hey, this is something we've never seen, and this is the reason why Steve had given the shield to Sam specifically, because not many people are fit for this, and this again shows that this was not a dude that should have been fit for this. So man, how do you feel about this scene? This is such a powerfully dark scene and just pulls together so many things that have been brewing and it's like, boom, here it is. And now it's time for the descent of John Walker.
1: Yes, precisely, precisely that. You know, um, like I said, very morbid, very disturbing, very dark, but very, very brilliant in getting over its point that it's not the same world anymore. The guy playing Captain America, not a good dude, man. He's a horrible guy, really horrible guy. Brilliant, brilliant storytelling. Obviously, that's where the um, the story ends. And, you know, great, 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 great episode. Like I said, when we started this, man, I think this is, and now going through it again with you today, man, I think this is the best episode of any MCU TV show so far, Oh man, it was phenomenal. Everything. And was- you know, and you know how big I am on one division as well. Yeah. So for me to say this, Really phenomenal.
0: No, but like you said, everything from the beginning storytelling to the development of Carly and her humanity to John Walker literally going insane before our very eyes. And then to him literally murder taking the serum after feeling incompetent for so long and then developing into a murderer in the middle of the town square after losing Lamar. There are just so many wrinkles to this episode that helped flesh out this story. And I, for one, thought it was fantastic, so... This, like you said, I have to agree, this is probably the best episode that we've seen thus far of any Marvel TV show. Like, fantastic. But how they made, the how how iconic it felt to see John Walker there and all his evilness with the blood on the shield. That is such a powerful picture right there that it paints yes. for you. Like, so powerful. It's like, wow. He really killed a dude. This is supposed to be Captain America. But now there's no, there should be no doubt in anyone's mind that this dude is not fit to don that shield. No. So, who man. I mean, obviously, we don't know. I think I think we've speculated what we thought was going to happen in previous episodes. It looks like that's kind of still coming. I think Carly does ultimately turn. I think John Walker, in my opinion, I think he moves into, I think he starts working for the Power Broker at all. I time. do, Super's too. Title. I think he'll work for the Power Broker, and then he'll become an enemy for who though i obviously i don't he, i don't think his 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 story comes to an end at like right here and now but i think he will be a villain that we will we'll see a, at a different point in time but man the, it, this was such a crazy episode to me the end was just unbelievable
1: i agree i agree 100% and i don't really want to speculate at this point purely yeah. from the fact that i think we should just let this play out yeah so i think and I think your speculation of the power broker, mm-hmm. I think is where I am as well. So I don't think I need to harp on too much on your point. Cause I think you just was so beautiful with that point. So, yeah. you know, I think we, we should, we should probably end it there. Um, I really, like I said, best episode by far. I'm sure <laughs> you, you agree.
0: Fantastic. Like everything from beginning to end, I was hooked, engaged from the start to finish. I couldn't have asked for anything more. I'll be honest. So, hey, I'm shout out to Marvel for continuing to push the envelope, continue to touch on issues, while making a relevant story, keeping it captivated, keeping a lot of the source material but making it their own. So, yes, you know, I can't, I can't complain about anything. I knew after watching Wandavision that this series would be phenomenal as well. I felt like it started maybe just a wee bit slow, but hey, here we are. So, I can't, again, I can't be mad at any of it. So.
1: Not at all, man. Not at all. So, you know, I hope we we hope you enjoyed this. We tried to touch on, you know, as much as we could, but at the same time, you know, we don't want to speculate too much because I don't feel like this is the type of show where where we need to speculate
0: about theories. Yeah, because it's Just letting
1: it play out is beautiful.
0: It's the human world. It's a, it's more of a like a, like we said a spy movie. So there's only so much that could happen. We're not going to yes. expect aliens to pour out the sky. I mean, technically, no. it could happen but i don't think this is the same style so i think you know we just take it for what it is there's minor speculations like we think who's going to be where by the end of this and you know i think that's about it but i agree man series has been phenomenal i'm loving it shame there's only two more episodes but i can't wait to unpack the next two with you my brother
1: a hundred percent and ending on that where can the good people find you my friend
0: you can find me on Twitter at Laquam James, also a freaking contributor of the Late Night Lake Show podcast. Hey, but make sure y'all check in all these blipped-ins. Go back, watch the other ones. Like I say, hey, there's plenty of content. We got more coming for you. It will not stop. Alan, my friend, where could the good people find you?
1: You can find me at zero 3 As always, you can find me on the Lakers side chats, which is my NBA slash Lakers podcast and yeah, just check out the Twitter, everything that I'm, you know, a guest on or anything like that is always going to be on my Twitter page. So please do check that out. Um, we hope you guys appreciate this. So if you can, please leave us a five-star review wherever you find your podcasts and whatnot. Um, anything else you want to say Quan before we round things up?
0: No, I think that's good, man. You covered it. Well, I'm excited to continue this journey with you guys. Thank you for tuning in and Alan, my brother, it's always good to be with you again.
1: And and another thing, just just quickly whilst I remember, there is going to be some updates and some exciting developments that I can't wait to bring you guys. Um, So be tuned to our Twitter pages and whatnot. There there will be a ton of very, very exciting developments for Blipton coming very, very soon. So please stay tuned. Honestly, as we were rounding off, I forgot to mention that. But then I was like, oh. Yeah, just 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 popped into my head. Ah, so hey, my the biggest thing, my friend, please, guys, like I said, rate and review. But the most important thing is please still stay safe. Take care of yourselves. Wear a mask. Get vaccinated if you can. And most importantly, continue to stay blipped in, baby. Have a good evening, folks. I love it. Take care. <laughs>